Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Greg Riley here with you on Bucko Talk. And as we do at this time each Saturday morning, we go out to the lines to bring in our Pirates insider here at the fan. And Jason, how many emails, tweets, uh, any form of communication you get from your readers have to do with them complaining that the Pirates are going to go cheap in the draft this year with all the talk about it this week? <laughs> well, a lot more thanks to Pony, <laughs> um, which I was, you know, chewing him out about, but that's fine. That's <laughs> I get it. Um, the only thing that, you know, I, I, and I get it a decent amount. Um, I, I don't know how to, you know, actually quantify that, but they're not going cheap. They're not going cheap. You can criticize the strategy. You can say the strategy is dumb. Uh, I thought Mueller put it pretty well when I was on with those what? guys yesterday where he said, you know, would you rather have two sevens or like, you know, one nine or what? Like, I don't know what the numerical equivalent yep. would be. Um, I mean, that's what they're choosing to do. You can disagree with it, but it is not going cheap. I brought this up in the last segment that the Pirates have the most money to spend. It's like almost $14.5 million, and it sounds like Ben Charrington has said or feels like they're going to spend just about every penny of that. And if that's the case, then I look back in 2012. The Astros used this strategy and landed Carlos Correa and Lance McCullers Jr. Like, that's, I think, the benefit to this. Everybody complains when you talk about Pirates prospects. Oh, how many of those guys are actually going to make it here? Well, if that's how you really feel, then why not have the Pirates acquire as much talent as possible while also still getting a very good player potentially at number one overall? Because I think that's what people are losing out on the fact of here. They're not taking some bum at number one overall. They're just taking a guy that they think fits this idea of being able to maybe save them a little bit so they can get somebody even better with maybe the next two picks. Yes, I agree with you, Craig. And I'm actually working on a story um, about this topic, and I talked to Ben Charrington about it the other day. And, and like, I've just been have bogged down with other stories and haven't gotten to it. But, like, yes, that, that's the point. And one of the things Ben brought up to me is, in a, in a normal year, or even last year, like you've Spencer Torkelson completely separated himself from everybody else. He was a slam dunk pick. This year that hasn't happened. And I know a lot of people are like all on the Jack Leiter train because they can see him pitch in the College World Series. If you talk to baseball people who project these things and who watch high school players at showcases and scout and make a living projecting players, like they will tell you that the high school guys might be even better. So what are you left to do if you're Ben Charrington? I mean, they do their own evaluations, and they put a lot of stock into it. One of the things Ben said to me, and I, again, I'll be writing this, is that they have a group of about seven or eight guys at the top of the draft that they all feel somewhat similar about. So 
if you have that, and Ben even said this, he said, you know, sometimes you need to be a little bit humble. You need to be humble that maybe you don't have it right and try to make with the best decision to get the most talent. And that's exactly what you're saying, where the Pirates need to get volume. And if that means, I'm just making up a name, but like signing Marcelo Meyer, mm-hmm. get a little bit under slot, save that money, throw it at your comp round pick, and you've got two really good players, I can't poke holes in that strategy. I can't. I mean, if they left draft pool money out there and didn't spend it, sure, rip them. They're not yep. going to do that. And here's the thing I would caution for the people that – and it may just be the people we see on Twitter, like the emails you probably get as well, that complain about it being the Pirates are cheap because they won't take Jack Leiter. These are probably the same people that were screaming last year that they were tanking for Kumar Rocker. And now I haven't seen a single person say Kumar Rocker should be the number one overall pick this year. So to your point, just because you see a guy because they're pitching at the college level and you're impressed by them does not mean they're the number one overall pick. And I think that's what people are falling in love with a little too much right now oh no doubt no doubt and if you think about this thing too man like it's it's just gone um you know from one to the other it's like trick-or-treating or something i mean my goodness it started with rocker he was supposed yep. to be the pick then it goes to lighter he's supposed to be the pick we're having a flirtation with henry davis right now like jordan lawler has been the pick marcelo meyer has been the pick there's a couple weeks left why don't we just make brady house the pick you know why don't we make khalil <laughs> watson the pick like come on you know, and I so I don't understand that sort of dalliance or whatever. But you know, I mean, when it comes down to it, they need it's circumstantial. You need to talk to these guys. You need to figure out what the ask is. If you can save a little bit on the slot situation, great. And another thing that I think people probably aren't considering enough too. And again, I don't I don't expect people who have like real jobs and don't have to like pawn over this stuff like mm-hmm. you and I to you know always think of this. But like you know, Jack Leiter doesn't really have to go pro right now does he yep. like what's the worst situation you hang out at vanderbilt for another year you don't need the money your dad's doing just fine pitch for a great team in a great city i'm like man i don't if you're not going to make my ask i'm just going to go back and so you know why should the pirates get in a bidding war with that that doesn't make sense for them so I, i'm fine with the strategy i, I think people are going to be mad because they don't totally understand it but they're mad about the Pirates anyway. What are you going to do? <laughs> Our Pirates insider here at the Fan Post Gazette, Pirates beat writer Jason Mackey joining us. And Jason, full credit to you. You broke some news on the Pirates this morning. Yes. <laughs> you want to share Shelby that Miller. with everybody? Tell us a little bit about Shelby Miller, maybe. You got it. I don't know whether you were going to tee that up more of it. No. Uh, so they're bringing in Shelby Miller on a minor league deal. Going to go to Indianapolis. Got to complete some COVID protocols. Um, it's an interesting sign to me. Um, he's 30 years old. He came up through the Cardinals system, was a first-round pick, was really good for the Cardinals. Um, you know, through about, I don't know, 2014, something like that. He's been an all-star, has pitched well. Um, his career the past couple of years has not been very good. Was with the Cubs earlier this season, got DFA, had a lower back strain, I believe. But, you know, he's been with the Brewers, um, was an all-star. I think it was in Atlanta he was an all-star. Yep. Spent time in the Diamondbacks. Um, so, I mean, he's bounced all around. He's bounced all around, and this is, you know, a younger version of Stephen Wright, basically, and somebody who doesn't throw a knuckleball. He's trying to get his career back on track. The Pirates have an opportunity to let him do that. Um, they have a need for pitching. They have a need for guys to sort of discover themselves and become something. I think it's a smart move. I'll be curious to see what happens. Everything I understand about uh, Mr. Miller is the uh, character is very good. He should fit in well down there, and I'll be excited to watch him pitch. 
Well, you mentioned Stephen Wright there as well, and I was reading your three up from your piece this week uh, off the bat. Sometimes in development, a change-up helps. So, uh, everybody should go read that. I, I think it's great every week. But you mentioned in that piece as part of your three up, Stephen Wright, the knuckleballer, and Derek Shelton maybe alluding to the fact that we could see some spot starts coming up. How do you think that will work out? Because I think that uh, I actually made the case last week. I thought they should have started thinking about a six-man rotation if Shelton was so concerned about guys inning limits and pulling them as quickly as he has. Do you think we'll see some guys come up and go right back down like we saw with Cody Ponce and Yahure? Or could a guy maybe prove himself and stay up here for a little bit? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know, and I think that's going to depend on how he pitches. Um you know, I think somebody like Stephen Wright, if he comes up here and pitches well, he'll get more run. Um, you know, I, I just I, th- I think they'd probably let the performance dictate what happens. Um, or if you have somebody with options, I believe Ponce does off the top of my head, but like let's just assume he does have options. Mm-hmm. You know, if he comes up here and gets whacked around, he's probably going to go back down. So I just think there's there's different things, but I do think you're going to see them get a little creative here, um, try to get some guys some rest. And, I mean, let's be honest about where they are. I mean, they've played, you know, pretty good baseball over the past week, which is great. But, you know, they're in a position to audition guys for opportunity. They're not in a pennant race. Um, And, you know, they don't need to say that. But when you have a 21-game stretch or a stretch of 21 in a row, like, what the heck? Bring some guys up here and let's see what they can do. Jason, I was joking with Jeff Hathorne earlier when he was on with me about Adam Frazier and how shocked I was. He was still with the Pirates after the White Sox series. I couldn't believe that they left town and didn't trade for him after seeing what he could do and having the need at second base. And Jeff said that he's hearing the Pirates. The reason that Frazier is maybe still on the Pirates and not traded as of right now is because the asking price for Frazier is high. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's no secret. That's what they should be doing. That's what they are doing. Um you know, I mean, they they know they have something here, and good on Ben Carrington. I, they they're holding out because they don't have to make a deal whatsoever at all right now. Um, you know, conceivably they don't really have to make a deal at all. Period. This season, I mean, he's under team control, contractual control for next season. They can just pay his arm number and keep him. And I mean, I don't think they want to do that because I think the years of control matter. Um, and you know, he's having a really good year, so you don't want to lose that. But you also want to balance, like, we're not going to make a stupid deal here. We're not going to lower our price. Um, and you see this all the time. And, like, I saw this when I was covering the Penguins. It's just like it's this weird game of chicken where the teams that have assets want an astronomical amount for them, teams that are looking to trade for players or trying to, like, you know, get by on the cheap thinking, well, you know, maybe they'll go on sale later. We don't really need to spend right now. We're okay. We have this kid in the minors, you know. So, I mean, that's. That's what you're seeing right now. And, and, you know, people like Ben Sherrington, smartly, are not going to let players get away for nothing. Pirates insider Jason Mackey joining me here on Bucko Talk. And, Jason, I'm going back to that piece you wrote uh, earlier, the -the off-the-bat piece. You mentioned Mitch Keller in it and worrying about the workload. The lack of a workload, I think, is probably the way to put it down at AAA. He's thrown, I think it's now 10 and a third innings in this past month after his start yesterday. And I'm starting to read into it like the Pirates are in absolutely no hurry to get Mitch Keller back here because if they're not stretching him out to any extent, as you made the point here, it's going to not just take him getting right down there. It's going to take him rebuilding his arm to handle the workload at the major league level. Is that how you're reading this situation right now? Yes. 
and okay. and as I wrote, I'm I'm slightly worried about it because if you look at the season, um, you know when, when's he going to come back and pitch? Like how soon is he going to get built back up? How much time and opportunity is he going to get? Now, it, I'm not trying to be, you know, Mr. Doomsday here. I mean, like if he gets it right, they'll build him back out. He'll pitch. He'll get some opportunities. That's that's fine. We're not we're not at that point. But like, you know, he throws 40 pitches last night. I think it was across three innings. You know, as you said, he's yep. thrown 10 and a third in June. I mean, that that's not something where you just snap your fingers and say, okay, Mitch, now we're going six and a hundred. Like, that's just not how the body works. Like, he's going to have to build back up to that. And we also, I would argue, haven't really seen meaningful progress. Like, he came out in his first start, or his first inning, I should say, was great. was wild in his second one. I think last night was probably a little bit of a mix of both. Like, I mean, I'm not watching him pitch every day, but I, I would have to imagine that the progress isn't quite what they would want to see before bringing him up. So we're going to keep doing this. Um, you know, in, in, in the off the bat piece, which I do hope people read, talking to Ben about um, the Clay Buckholz situation that he encountered in uh, Boston where they sent Buckholz down. And, you know, he ended up getting better coming back, and I think he was better for it. And, and talking about that idea of sort of pausing and going backwards, they're doing it with Tucker, with Malone. Um, you know, but one of the things that Ben talked about in there that I found interesting was guys sort of banging their head against the wall in a season and realizing, man, like, holy crap, you look up in September, we didn't really accomplish anything. We're just like grinding and, you know, we're back at square one next year. And take that mentality, apply it to Keller, and I worry about, you know, just doing this. Are we, are we going to spend the whole year sort of monkeying around with this guy at AAA and then we get up and 2022 comes around and they didn't really get anything meaningful out of this season? We're not there. Again, I'm just a little worried that's what could happen. All right, Jason, last thing for you. Another piece you wrote this week. Really, really good one on Quinn Priester. You came away very impressed with the top pitching prospect for the Pirates, didn't you? Yes, I really did, Craig. I, I like this kid a lot. I think Pittsburgh is really going to like him. Um, you know, I, I used in the off the bat piece an analogy, and you and I joked about this, that um, he sounds like Garrett Cole carries himself like James Tyone and Joe Musgrove. Like, he is just He's somebody that is going to be very good for this city. Uh, but obviously you don't get there if you stink, and I don't think he's going to stink. And I don't think he's going to stink because of what I'm hearing and what I'm learning about him and the process. And, you know, this story actually started with Kieran Madison, the uh, Greensboro manager, talking to him a couple weeks ago uh, for a story about his pitching staff. And, you know, he's talking about Priester, how much he loves sort of the process and, and learning and getting better. And so I got a little nerdy with Quinn talking about what he does, what he's trying to do, what he's trying to fix. The self-awareness for a 20-year-old is staggering. Um, you know, he just, the way he's thinking about things, the way he's thinking about, you know, I, I'm good pitch with pitching with runners on base. I'm happy with that, but I'm not happy with my two-strike execution. Like, I'm throwing pitches that, you know, I'm overspinning my curveball, and I'm trying to be a little bit too fine. I need to remember that if I can put a hitter in a defensive spot, like, how many pitchers on the Pirates' current team, Craig, do we hear stuff like that come out of their mouth? Yep. You know, he is very intelligent. And, you know, didn't go to college, doesn't matter. Um, you know, just very smart, very cerebral about what he's doing, and I like that. I think it's going to translate. Jason, thank you as always for the time. I appreciate it. You got it, my friend. Take care, Craig. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.